Pastor Chris's podcast. Well, good morning, Pleasant Grove. It is good to be with you this morning. I'm not with you in person, but I am worshiping with you online. I was exposed to someone with COVID-19. I don't have any symptoms and I feel fine, but I'm still quarantining out of an abundance of caution. Um, So I'm sharing this message with you via video which I'm recording in my dining room. Today, as we gather for worship on this first Sunday of 2021, I want to pause for a moment to look back at the previous year and then to look forward to the new one. 2020 proved the ancient truth that is written in Proverbs 19.21. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purposes will prevail. As we leave 2020 behind, there is hope that the new year will be better, even though COVID cases are on the rise in our area and are at their highest level so far. No one really knows what 2021 holds in store. We hope the new vaccines are effective, cases will decline, and soon the dreadful word COVID will be a, a relic of the past. But the reality is we don't know how long the current crisis will continue or if a new one will arise. Prudence calls us to be hopeful and also cautious. It also calls for faith because we know Jesus holds the future in his hands. He walked with us through a very difficult year and we must trust that he will continue through the remainder of this crisis and whatever the future holds. We began 2020 like most years. We were full of hope, doing God's work, enjoying life together in a brand new decade. We welcomed our 98th, 99th, and 100th new members of the last decade, John, Andrea, and Andrew Adams. People were posting pictures on social media for the 10-year challenge, showing how they'd changed over the past decade. Our youth members led Youth Sunday in January. Coach Lamb was our guest speaker at the very successful Super Bowl Sunday worship service. We enjoyed our annual Sweethearts Banquet with music by Heather Patero. But some sensed trouble in our world, in politics, in our United Methodist denomination, and even in nature as natural disasters racked our world. We called for a day of prayer and fasting. For 24 hours on February the 27th, members of our church prayed and fasted. Looking back at the troubles of 2020, some may question why so many disasters befell our world if we were praying so hard. But my faith leads me in a different direction. I see that our prayer vigil prepared and fortified us for what was to be a very difficult year. It was only two weeks later that the COVID-19 pandemic reached Georgia with its full force, causing the shutdown of our schools and businesses and even our churches. Our 2020 experience was unprecedented. The world has experienced plagues before, some far deadlier than COVID-19, but never before had a plague spanned the whole globe all at once while reported on the news for everyone to see. The economy suffered, people were out of work, millions died, and random, random way the virus affected different people was unsettling. 
Some people only had mild symptoms. Others died from the virus. And all of this left everyone in doubt and in fear. Added to the virus were other serious troubles in our world, deep divisions, mistrust, racial injustice, violence. All of these plagues spread even faster than COVID-19. And as sad as I am to think of the hurt and the suffering and the death that visited so many this past year, I am also so proud of the people of this church for the ways that you found uh, to share the light of Christ and the darkness around us. And I want us to review some of that now. We helped build a porch for the Teasley Head family while Terry was recovering from kidney surgery. We also built a wheelchair ramp for Debbie Castillo in preparation for her knee surgery. With school canceled, we shifted our snack pack program from feeding school children to feeding refugees during the Easter tornadoes. We placed churchyard signs around our community and displayed red ribbons to show support and build morale. Donations from the Sarah Brooker Estate and from others enabled us to renovate the floors in our Sunday school wing and install a new digital LED sign. After months of isolation, we needed fellowship, so we had our summer family fun days. To help our burgeoning tech ministries, we hired Jeremy Barfield to take our online ministry to the next level. We delivered dinners to feed the Northwest Bruins football team and also the Cahulla Creek High School marching band. When everyone else canceled theirs, we offered a drive-through trunk or treat and it was a great success and a lot of fun. We collected 91 boxes for Operation Christmas Child. And we had a glorious virtual Christmas cantata. And a beautiful Christmas Eve candlelight service. During the pandemic, we went from one worship service to three worship services, 9 a.m., 10.55 a.m., and also an online offering. And we just added a call-in service for those who have trouble with using a computer or technology, but know how to pick up a telephone and just call in. And so we'll be launching that. We've already launched it, but we'll be 
getting into that more and more in this year coming up. Despite shutting down all on-site services for over two months, and despite the severe disruptions for the rest of the year due to COVID-19, our combined average worship service attendance from online and on-site services has actually increased from 114 average attendance in 2019 up to 145 in 2020. And that's amazing. That's all despite the disruption. Our church finances are also better in 2020 than in any other time in the last 10 years that I have served as the pastor of this church. And that is just amazing. It shows the, the dedication of and faithfulness and generosity of our church members, as well as the providence of God in the midst of a very difficult time. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that all of these are just stats for our church-sponsored events. I can't even begin to list all of the ways that individual members of our church have made a distinct difference in hundreds of thousands of ways just by living your lives as followers of Christ in your everyday life, at home, at work, in school, wherever you are. For among our number are teachers, government leaders, law enforcement officers, healthcare workers, retail workers, and many other essential workers and people just living their lives and helping to keep our community going through the most difficult year that I can ever remember. That was 2020, and I couldn't be prouder of our church. The church is not a building. The church is the people. One thing I want you to know as we look forward to the future God wants for us is this. You are capable of far more than you think you are. You have adapted and thrived in a very difficult year. You can do anything that you put your mind to if you have faith and work hard. And I hope that you will take hold of that new confidence and run with it. As an individual, you can do amazing things, and I hope you will. And I hope you will work hard to do whatever God calls you to do. Do not fear, for the Lord Almighty empowers you when you have faith in Christ. Whatever 2021 holds, I am confident Pleasant Grove will tenaciously find ways to do the things God calls us to do. We will have many activities and we will accomplish a lot this year. And I won't try to list all of them because I can't even imagine all of them right now. But I want to share with you three essential things that, that I believe we need to do in 2021. First of all, we need to have another day of prayer and fasting. I don't know what 2021 holds, but I know who holds 2021 in his hands. Therefore, I want our church to have another day of prayer and fasting like we did last year so that we can make sure our spirits are in tune with God's Holy Spirit. This will give us courage, strength, 
and wisdom for whatever 2021 brings. So I want to set aside February the 17th, which is Ash Wednesday, for 24 hours of prayer and fasting. And I want to invite each of you to participate by fasting from food or some other item and to also sign up to pray for at least 30 minutes sometime during that day on February the, 20, uh, February the 17th. We will have uh, a sign-up sheet and there will be 30-minute time slots for that whole day. And I want to see someone praying during every time slot. And I want everyone to, um, to be praying all day long as we go through and fasting, either from food or from some other item. So we'll have more information about that soon. At some point, we will have a service of celebration and thanksgiving. No one knows what will happen, but we anticipate life will eventually go back to normal, whatever that means. At some point, we hope the new vaccines will be widely distributed, COVID cases will drastically decrease, lockdowns and quarantines will be a thing of the past. That will take time. Unfortunately, I don't think that we will be able to announce it's all over one day. It's not going to happen like that. It will happen gradually. And even, even then, it will take time for people to overcome their fears and accept it because we've all been through so much. We're shell-shocked and, and we're skeptical. But eventually, we will be able to look back and recognize that things have gone back to normal. And whenever that happens, I would like for us to have a special service of thanksgiving to celebrate. Like I said, I don't know when that will be. Right now, in my mind, I'm thinking sometime in November, maybe around Thanksgiving. And that seems like a fitting time to have a service of thanksgiving to celebrate. And though I believe and I hope that we may move beyond COVID-19 much sooner than November, I sense that it may take until November before we actually realize and agree that we have actually gotten past all of this. Whenever we can, we will give thanks and we will celebrate in a special service. Speaking of going back to normal, I think we need to understand that it will be a new normal. In some ways, life will go back to being just the way it was before COVID. In other ways, we won't. I mean, we don't know. Will, will people ever feel comfortable shaking hands, hugging, gathering in large crowds? I don't know. Will we continue to see people, um, maybe not as many, but some people who decide to wear a mask? We'll see. We don't know what the new normal is going to look like. In some ways, I hope that we don't go back to, norm, to the normal way we were before. I hope we will never take gathering in large crowds for worshiping in the church building for granted. I don't want us to ever go back to that. And I hope that we will continue some of the, the new good habits that we have formed, um, like washing our hands, and avoiding being in public when we are sick. 
These are good, healthy habits, and we need to continue them. And I believe that, that through all of this, God has given the church a unique opportunity to reset. And I don't want to waste this opportunity. I invite you to personally consider what your new normal will be. How do you want to live life when life goes back to normal? As for the church, our church, I want to gather a group of visionary leaders from our church to discuss what our new normal will be. What ministries and activities do we feel God wants us to pursue in the future? Will we just go back to doing everything the way we were doing it prior to COVID? Or are there some things that we want to change? Are there some things that we want to stop doing? Is there anything new that we need to do instead of some of the old things we were doing? Where can we improve as a church? We need to consider all of these things and we need leaders with vision to consider these things and chart a new path for Pleasant Grove going forward. And I plan to gather some key leaders for a vision summit this year. And I, I think we will also have uh, other meetings that will gather people from our church, other people from our church, to help us chart the best course into the future. God has given us an opportunity to decide on purpose, intentionally, what kinds of ministries and activities we will do to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And I think we need to think really hard and pray really hard and work really hard to do everything that God wants us to do and to let go of those things that he doesn't want us to do. Well, I'm almost done, but I wanted to finish today by offering a few little things that you can do in 2021 to help Pleasant Grove. And I think these are things that will also help yourself. Um, first of all, like and follow our Facebook page. I would like to see our Facebook page um, get up to 1,000 likes. We already have quite a few, and we have a great presence on Facebook, and that has really been a blessing to our church over the years, and especially during this pandemic. And I want us to surge ahead in that. Um, so if you haven't already done so, please go to our Facebook page and click the like button and follow us, because this really helps us to have uh, a positive influence on the virtual world and in people's real lives. Also, along with that, follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube page. I would like to get uh, 100 likes on Facebook, 500 followers on Instagram, and 100 subscribers on our YouTube channels. And these are easy, measurable things so that we can do that will help us be more effective. So please go over and like, follow, and subscribe. This may seem insignificant, but it really helps our church increase our ability to share God's word as far as possible. A second small thing that you can do is join a small group at Pleasant Grove. I want you to be a 
part of a small group at our church. Attend an on-site Sunday school class or attend uh, Sherry's online Zoom class or join me at my morning devotions at 8 o'clock each morning. But I want everyone to engage in one of these small group offerings, however you feel comfortable. The Christian life is not passive, but it's active. It requires us to engage. It's more than just uh, coming to a sanctuary and sitting in a pew and watching or watching us on your computer or your tablet or your cell phone or on your television. It requires active engagement and growth. So join a small group. And lastly, make a commitment this year. Have you been baptized before? If not, this is the year I want you to be baptized at Pleasant Grove. Have you decided to follow Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, to be his disciple? I want this to be the year that you do that. Decide to follow Jesus. Do you want to join our church and become a member of Pleasant Grove? I want you to do that this year if you've not already done it. Let's don't put these things off any longer. You know, um, we put a lot of those things off in 2020 because we just didn't know how to do them in the midst of a pandemic. And we were hoping that we would get beyond it and that we would be able to uh, wait. But let's don't wait any longer. There are ways for us to make commitments, be baptized, make a profession to follow Jesus, join the church. There's ways for us to do this, even in our current situations. So let's go ahead and decide to do it. Let's don't put them off any longer. Thank you.